This altar reading today is from Psalm 137. Let me find it, because I can't read that today. This is a lament, which means it's the people mourning, and the people are mourning because they're in exile. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down and there we wept when we remembered Zion. On the willows there we hung up our harps, for there our captors asked us for songs, and our tormentors asked for mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How could we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand wither, let my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth. If I do not remember you, if I do not set Jerusalem above my highest joy, remember, O Lord, against the Edomites the day of Jerusalem's fall. How they said, tear it down, tear it down, down to its foundations. O daughter Babylon, you devastator. Blessed shall they be who pay you back what you have done to us. Blessed shall they be who take your little ones and dash them against the rock. And then we turn today to the 17th chapter of Luke. Remember that we've had some difficult sayings in the previous chapters here. And here in the fifth verse, the apostles are at their wit's end. And they say to the Lord, increase our faith. The Lord replied, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your slave who has just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, come here at once and take your place at the table? Would you not rather say to him, Prepare supper for me, put on your apron and serve me while I eat and drink, and later you may eat and drink. Do you thank the slave for doing what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all you were ordered to do, say, We are worthless slaves. We have done only what we ought to have done. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The lectionary misses it for us. We've got to catch up. So let's start at verse 1 in 17th chapter. Jesus said to his disciples, Occasions for stumbling are bound to come. Oh man, I worked so hard at this. What do you mean I'm going to stumble? But woe to anyone by whom they come. Woe to me? Woe to me? It would be better for you to have a millstone hung around your neck and be thrown into the sea. Well, that's a little harsh. 
than for you to cause one of these little ones to stumble. Be on your guard. If another disciple sins, you must rebuke the offender. And if there is repentance, you must forgive. But I don't want to. And if the same person sins against you seven times a day and turns back to you seven times and says, I repent, you must forgive. I must forgive? Even my neighbor who steals from me, I must forgive? Even the guy who cheats with my wife, I must forgive? harsh words, the slap on the face, the insult to my child, I must forgive all of that, and not just once, but seven times, I must forgive, Lord, increase my faith, because if you don't, I got nothing left. This stuff is hard. It's not our nature to say, oh, I forgive you. It's our nature to say, you're a dirty, rotten so-and-so. And I want to harbor resentment against you for the rest of my life. Maybe not. That's a little harsh, but... We don't naturally forgive. And the disciples know it. Jesus has finally got into the hard stuff of being a disciple. Forgive your enemies. See the people around you, even if they're smaller, poorer, less important. Reach out in love to your neighbor. It's a lot easier to sit on my couch and eat bonbons than reach out to my neighbor. And all the disciples know to say is really the right thing. Increase our faith. If we've got to do all of this, we can't do it on our own. You've got to help us, Jesus. Please help us increase our faith. And Jesus says this thing back to them, which in English does not translate, and that's the problem here. So let me help you and show off the seven semesters of Greek that I've taken in my academic life. Mom, if you're listening, that college degree did mean something. Jesus says, if you had, in, in English, he says, If you had faith the size of a mustard seed, and you saw the size of a mustard seed, is like the tip of a pencil. It's very tiny. It was the tiniest thing, known thing at the time when Jesus was speaking. If you had faith the size of a mustard seed, 
you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Mulberry trees do not live in the sea. Actually, most trees don't live in the sea. So that's a crazy thing to say. It's like saying you could say the most radical, ridiculous thing you ever wanted to say, and it would happen. But in the Greek, see, here's the thing. In the Greek, what we say as, what we hear as, if you had faith, like a mustard seed, really means because you already have that faith, you can do something so crazy as say to a mulberry tree, go live in the sea, and it'll do it. See, the disciples, like us, are wallowing around saying, I can't be a good Christian. I can't be a good Jesus follower. I can't do what I'm supposed to. I can't live through the pain and suffering of this world because I just don't have the faith to do it. And Jesus is offering the encouragement to the disciples saying, you already have that faith. You're just not using it the way you're supposed to. Stop turning me into a genie and trying to plant mustard mulberry trees in the sea. They don't belong there. Faith doesn't guarantee certainty. It guarantees fidelity. It offers us comfort and connection with the one great thing in the universe, the creator of the universe. We have no certainty. But if we have faith, and we do, we do. We have connection to the greatest thing, person, in the whole universe. Increase our faith? No. Help us use the faith that we already have. Thank the Lord for faith. Amen.